you wanna learn about the music industry and you don't know where to go, tune into WP88.7, Brave New Radio. We got managers, producers, record labels, concert promoters galore. Wednesday at 8 p.m. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to Music Biz 101 and more. Hey! Here we are. Welcome to Music Biz 101 and more, your free music business advice radio show and podcast. Find us every, find us every Wednesday at Brave New Radio 88.7 FM on the campus of William Patterson the University in scenic Wayne, New Jersey. You can also find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio as a podcast. I'm your co-host, Professor David Kirk. Philp! Woo! There we go. <laughs> With your other co-host, Dr. Esteban. Mark Kearney. Yeah! Yes! Woo! Yes! We are live kicking and pre-recording what you're listening to from Nashville, Tennessee at the Music Biz 2016 Convention. <laughs> Our guest has refused to clap so far. I don't know. Do you not right. clap? Is that what you do? Don't I, do is... <laughs> I did like a little woo. Yeah, a, a little like, woo. woo. Okay. We're like more right. teen girls. You know, we got to do Yeah, her rider for the interview said no brown M&Ms and I will no. not clap for anybody <laughs> other than myself. Yeah. We're talking to Jenna Pell, CEO of the Catalyst Publicity Group. Jenna Pell, CEO of the when there we say we group, go. do we roll the R? Is that group? Or you can absolutely. South Florida, you got to bring in, you know. The, the yeah, other influences of the cultures it. that are around. See. I know. We, there is a student here who is with us. Her name is Lisa Bremer. Lisa Bremer. <laughs> at Music Biz, the students are the ones who are booking our great guests. And Love Lisa it. is going to shortly, but not at this moment, give Jen's bio and ask some questions. <laughs> Lisa's a music management student. You are a singer. Are you going to sing your questions, or are you just going to speak your questions? I'm actually going to speak my questions. Okay. I'll be a little more professional today than what I was Monday. We had a panel <laughs> yesterday, and um, we had a panel discussion yesterday. Mm-hmm. It was a do's and don'ts when you're trying to get to people. Okay. What? It was Monday. Monday? Mm-hmm. I apologize for the listeners. It was Monday. It wasn't yesterday, which was Tuesday. I want to thank you. Music Biz Convention, They're, they have given us space here in the Nashville Convention Beautiful Center. space. It's beautiful space. Nice We're right space. by Absolutely. the pool. We have uh, the sun shining on us. I'm in my... Windows are open. Yeah. It's real Nashville weather. You can hear the Nashville seagulls right. flying overhead. It's, it's right. gorgeous. Really are. We uh, have the... The nice tan Marconi has right now. That? Like it's <laughs> been here for the last three days. It's, it's called yeah. the basement tan. It's very, very right. good. But they it's gave this to us. Yes, they've been very supportive, so we want to thank them. No, they we have, want, really have. We want to thank the Music and Entertainment Industry Educators Association. They gave us a grant, which wow. helped people like Lisa get here it's on amazing. a little less money than she would normally spend. Okay, we'll do yeah. that. We'll do that. <laughs> and now our guest is clapping. We want to thank the <laughs> folks at Van Dyne Bruno Inc. and White Hat Management. With artists like Charlie Puth, Dave Matthews, Sharon Jones, The Dap Kings, and Kiss, there's only one place to go for your band's business management. Go to vb-cpa.com. When you're ready, Jenna Pell, if you were in a band and it was time for you to get a business manager, who would you get? Oh, man. Business manager? I don't know. Every one of them. Yes, that's right. <laughs> you would go them. to Van Dyne, Bruno, Inc. and White Hat <laughs> Management. And you would go to vb-cpa.com. Yes, there we go. So you're doing number very well one. so far. All I've done is insult the guests so far. And this is kind What's of how What's their phone number? 
I have no idea. <laughs> you can go to VB hyphen. Yeah, just go to Google. Nobody calls anybody. Nine seven three. Just send them a sex. Do they have like a Snapchat? <laughs> yeah, How you find yeah it's right. Now. Just find them on Snap. And then our thanks also go to Christine Vey, a wealth manager and the president of Vey Wealth Management. Did you know, Jen? What's that? That Christine is. <laughs> what is that? Christine has helped many of our professionals at William Patterson manage their investments and plan out for their retirement. If you, Jen, are looking for some guidance on how to plan for your retirement, or if you have questions on anything from investments and portfolio management to insurance and retirement planning, you have all those questions, what you could do is give Christine a call. And here's the number I want you to repeat after me, 732. 732. 455. 455. 1510. 1510. You are the spokesperson now, and you will get make a a money. You're going to make it a buck. Wow. Yeah, that because be great. You, you could also email Christine, Christine at VAYWealth.com for advisement. Awesome. What's her first name? Her name is Christine. Oh, okay. But some people call her Oi. <laughs> Oi That's her middle wealth, name. Like, That's right, Christine Oi Vey. Hey, she also has a tagline that Marconi has memorized. What is the she tagline? She does. Your money, your values, our Focus. Focus. I always like to say right. our vision. It's our vo- focus. Well, I, our she, focus. May, she may change it. Vision might be better. I know. <laughs> she will change it for us now. So uh, also go to musicbiz101wp.com. That's where you can find out all about us and all that. So at this point in time, we are going to loosen the reins on the podcast. We are going to get Lisa Bremer involved. Mm-hmm. She's going to give a brief bio of Jenna Pell, of the ca- CEO of the Catalyst Publicity Group. And then we will ask Jen lots of questions, many of them personal that her parents never knew. Yes. We'll take it from there. One, two, three, go. Go. All right. So here we have Jenna Pell. Thank you for coming. Thank you. And as um, Professor Philip has already said, she's the CEO and publicity director of the Catalyst Publicity Group, which is the PR and marketing firm that you have in Fort, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And now you have one in uh, Washington. In right? Seattle. Yes. In Seattle. Wow. And she is also a professor at Florida Atlantic. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And she loves it there. I do. <laughs> I do love it there. She has experience with multiple industries such as automotive, hotel, restaurant, and most importantly, the music industry. Mm-hmm. So thank you for coming yeah. in. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Yeah. This is the most fun interview I've ever done. Really? <laughs> there we go. Yeah. So far. So far. No, right. this might be it. Really, you're already My saying no, this is, is done. You're, so you're we should have, have this like <laughs> on like on the page. Be like, this is the most fun interview. Yeah, and then I know. We, don't yeah. edit that part out. Okay, yeah, I won't. No, this is great. <laughs> okay. Hear that, Marconi? Yes, I have. Okay, <laughs> Lisa Bremer continues. So first, I want to say how to uh, ask. How did you um, figure out that you wanted to go for communications and be a Yeah, so I actually, um, thanks to my mom, she was an interior designer, and so I thought, I'm going to go to Indiana, I'm going to be an interior designer. I was horrible at the (laughs) program, (laughs) Um, to the point where my English professor said, you are a phenomenal writer, you public speak, you do all this stuff, you have to go to journalism, you have to go to the communications program. Um, And I'm so fortunate because that person brought me into the world of PR. Um, once I got into the journalism program, I met um, an amazing professor who basically was like, I'm putting your entire college career together, and this is what you are doing. These are the internships you're having. This is the grad program you're going to do, and basically set me up for everything. Um, it was awesome. It was him and his wife that basically like ran the whole program, and uh, they taught me everything that I needed, and um, I didn't realize that that was 
something that I was good at because in high school, even in middle school, I struggled so much. I had a learning disability and I would go through classes and I'd struggle through science and math and I always thought, well, there isn't a program for me in high school. I'm just kind of riding this through and I loved the graphic design program that they offered to us in high school, um, but it wasn't enough. And so this professor saw my success and gave me that opportunity. Mm. So yeah, it was. It's I'm a huge proponent of, you know, education, and because that mm -hmm. led me to a career that I didn't even know even existed. So, um, so yeah, yeah, he's amazing, Professor Woods. Thank you. Oh, that's <laughs> he's awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah, he's great. And his um, wife. And his wife, who yeah. unfortunately passed away a couple years ago. Oh. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, he's great and. Uh, the journalism program at Indiana is a phenomenal program, and mm -hmm. uh, they help pave everything. So it's awesome. Yeah. And as you talked about, like your experiences with mm -hmm. like your internships that you had throughout mm -hmm. school, which are important, right? Absolutely. <laughs> I had eight. You had eight. eight. Wow. <laughs> throughout college, yeah. I just every semester I tried to work. I did um, the PRSSA. Mm -hmm. um, I was involved in that, and then I would go home and intern for the summer, and I'd go back for the fall and try to find something. Um, but nothing in music. I was just a fan. Was this um, in Bloomington? In Bloomington. And there was mm -hmm. enough? There was. Yeah. Um, there was enough. I was in a sorority, so I would intern through our national mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. sorority program because they were only in Indianapolis. Mm -hmm. So I would do whatever I could for PR marketing or just to get in the door a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. And I was fortunate I found a couple of PR firms that let me work remote. So I would help them and mm -hmm. just to do like press clippings or social media wasn't even, right. I mean I graduated in 09 so that was like the tip of Facebook. I think you could have six photos <laughs> yeah. like on your profile, <laughs> like right. it wasn't what it is today. So um, every internship I was just doing a little bit and then the summers I would spend like three or four months and I would go in and even if it was for credit or not, I didn't even, I never got paid for anything. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I want to do this. Um, when I graduated uh, and I went to Bear University in Miami for my master's, uh, I worked for this amazing PR firm. Didn't get paid. I went in full time, went to school at night, uh, and that's when I did the automotive and um, celebrities and we launched all these products and it was, that was what got me in. So uh, my boss let me sit in her office for almost two years. So I got to listen to her scream and yell on the phone and then share stuff with me. and. It was just being a part of that, I knew what I wanted to do. Um, so mm -hmm. I'm fortunate for every internship. So anybody should do internships because it's, it's very important. And so from that, what have you learned from those internships that you now mm. bring to your company? Today? Yeah, well I definitely learned what I liked and what I didn't like. There was a lot of um, parts of the industry that didn't interest me and then there were some that uh, I knew that's what I needed to get into mostly the nonprofit sector. So anytime we had a nonprofit client come in, uh, we worked with like the Miami City Ballet and we worked for um, like a Silver Knight Award that awarded high school students for you know their achievements and whatnot. Um, that I was most interested in. To me that was, um, you're helping a company to give back to other people. So that's where I wanted to start my career off. So I started off in like the nonprofit world and uh, basically try to like implement as much you know, give back to your community as I possibly could. Um, so that was probably the most exciting. There's like not so glamorous things when it comes to PR that um, you have to implement, but for the most part I learned 
you know, I had some bosses that would yell and scream and others that were very soft-spoken. So I kind of found this like middle ground of, you know, PR is very high caliber, fast paced, and you can either, you know, be on board with your client or fight against them and kind of learned which direction I wanted to. So when you said there were some things that weren't so mm-hmm. sweet and nice and, and tied up with a nice yeah. bow, what were some of those? Um, some of those things like bringing in a client that maybe they weren't passionate about and working with. So maybe sometimes it was, you know, just for the money or they were just doing it for the status of doing it. Um, and I don't, that's not a, that's not a career. I feel like that's just a job. You go in for your nine to five and, um, you're doing stuff just to pass by and pay bills. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to build something that, uh, was actually a career and I could enjoy it that I would go into work and. You know, I'm working with people because I'm passionate about them. PR is so, um, you get phone calls in the middle of the night, some emergency, and if you're mm-hmm. not interested in that person, you're just doing it for the money, you kind of lose that uh, value of wanting to help them. Mm-hmm. So that would, I would say, is the most um, negative thing. But um, honestly, most of it was, it was great. I mean, I picked and choose what I wanted to be in. So um, for me, it wasn't necessarily um, a negative thing, but... Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I had a couple of bosses that they would yell and scream all day, and I'm not that type of person. So um, that's not true. Uh, outside mm-hmm. in the hallway, everyone's yeah. screaming at Lisa about no. the brown yes. M and M's. I had a couple of tears. No, <laughs> Could, the brown M and uh, So doing PR. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say I'm a new band, mm-hmm. or or I have some something, and I yep. need I need. People, yep. the world to know about me. Absolutely. What are you looking for? What, what, and mm-hmm. then who are you pitching? How are you pitching? Yep. What, what's that? So we primarily work with emerging acts. So this kind of question comes in um, all the time, and you don't necessarily have to have anything to basically start off. You just have to internally know what your story is. We can't create that for you. Mm-hmm. So when an artist is in the studio and they're writing a song or they're going through an experience. It needs to be thought out before coming to us because um, a lot of the problems the artist is just in the studio they're the musician but they don't know how to translate it to a marketing angle and that's where we're there to basically help and take them from A to B but if we're listening to a song and it's about you know a relationship that went sour if you know that's not what the song is about and it's about something way in left field we don't know that because we're not the songwriters so we basically the first step is helping them through that process talking to them um, it comes with a lot of trust and a lot of uh, you know we have to be passionate about the project we have to love the music because you know sometimes they just won't give you anything to work with so you have to take what you can build it shape it spin it do whatever to essentially launch their career off with it um, the other side of working with an emerging artist is their image and their brand and um, trying to make sure that they're cohesive uh, package put together. That's more on the management side, but we take that on as well, just because um, a lot of these artists, they don't know what is a good promo photo. They don't know what um, voice they should have on social media. So we basically guide them through that uh, beginning stage. Once they are ready, we put a timeline together, a marketing plan, um, figure out, okay, this is their voice on social media. How are we going to take that, depending on the genre, depending on uh, their demographics, we do, you know, full SWOT analysis. We do all these marketing tools um, to get them to where we feel like they can fit. Once we've gone through this whole research, and it could take 
a week, it could take a month, three months, however long we feel it takes to complete that. From there, with the timeline, figure out who we're going to pitch for which initiative, which is mostly, you know, if it's an album, it's an announcement, then a single music video, uh, maybe a tour, then the release of it. But, you know, it could be over a three-month span to two years. Mm -hmm. So it just completely depends on uh, their level of, uh, of musicianship and, and, you know, what sort of project they want to put out. And what type of media do you pitch? Uh, we pitch all media. In including, um, could you name all the different yeah, ones? Yeah, so we um, mostly pitch online for blogs, webzines, uh, magazines, newspapers, TV, radio, late night morning shows, um, anything that really fits the caliber of the artist. Not everyone mm -hmm. is going to, you know, fit into that cone, but I would say online is number one right now, just mm -hmm. because of how um, fast things are moving, how people need things more accessible immediately and online is definitely more uh, appealing to fans. Online meaning uh, the local papers online thing yep. or that plus mm -hmm. blogs? It could be online mm -hmm. newspapers, it could be online radio like podcasts, um, it could be online blogs or magazines, webzines, um, anything that sits online that you can take a link and carry it through to Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, social media, whatever it's going to be. That link will never die unless, obviously, the publication dies, but that gives fans who maybe discover them six months from today to go back and kind of catch up of everything. So online, it's definitely more appealing. Um, a more old-school approach would be print, um, which is obviously a lot more difficult because of print. Uh, magazines, newspapers are dying, unfortunately. Um, as you can see, I'm obviously <laughs> a huge proponent mm. of uh, reading magazines and I like having something physical that I can read because that took time to put together so you know not every artist is ready to have a specific story in print so we start off with online go to honestly like college radio is an amazing outlet for emerging artists there are so many out there and especially if they're touring it's a nice way to make that connection when they're in town um, so we'll do that then print and then TV is kind of that last component um, when it comes to radio um, for rotation, we don't do any of that. That mm. you would have to hire, you know, radio promo. And um, but if an artist is at a caliber where they have a radio promo, we'll connect with them, see where they're at and the locations, and we'll connect with those stations to do interviews and features. So, just depends on the artist, the caliber. Um, you know, we work with such a range of artists, and honestly, and you know mostly the alternative world when you get down into the subgenres into like metal and hardcore there's not much other than you know the handful that's out there mm. so when you get into more pop and country mm. and indie there's a large variety of places to go so it just depends on you know the genre that you're working caliber of artists as well <laughs> lisa brenner you're back yes. all right so as like an up-and-coming artist and you're trying to find mm -hmm. the publicist that's right for you, what are some of the qualities or questions that an artist themselves should look for yeah, in a publicist? Absolutely. I would say first things first, do research. I can't say um, that enough because the problem is when you get an artist that calls you, oh, you work with so-and-so, so then you can do X, Y, and Z like you did for them. That's probably not the case. Every artist is totally different. Um, do the research and know the person before contacting them. Um, it's great to know the roster that they, you know, have built, but each campaign is completely different. So when you walk into um, 
you know, it's an interview. We're interviewing the artists as much as they are interviewing mm-hmm. us. So first thing that I come up and tell them is, this is my story. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Why are you doing what you're doing? And that's how I like to start off all of my conversations. Um, not every publicist likes to share their story. I think mine's really funny. Um, and it's really, you know, unique and, and different. And um, I like them to know that I'm a human, too. Um, and your publicist should be your, not necessarily your friend, like we were talking about. It's not necessarily somebody that, you know, you can call up, you know, every day to chat about your life. But it should be somebody you're trustworthy and that you can feel like I'm handing my or part of my career to you. And I know you're going to do a good job. Um, the most important thing with uh, PR is that results are never guaranteed. And that's one of the hardest things is you're paying for a service. It's not a service like going to an automotive group and you're getting like a new uh, you know, set of tires. That's a service and you're paying for it and you get the result. With PR, there is no guaranteed result. You can guarantee that you'll get it out there and you'll put the research time together and you'll do everything imaginable. But at the end of it, if, if there isn't results, there should be some results, but if there are no results, then you have to go back to the square one and figure that out. If a publicist says, sure, you want billboard print? We got you, no problem. That's not mm-hmm. really, um, in my opinion, I don't think that's honest, and I don't think that's a very ethical way of doing business because you can't guarantee. It depends on um, the editor, what they like. It depends. The music might not be good. The single might not be the single mm-hmm. for it. Um, so when you're talking to a publicist, make sure you you kind of have that pre-agenda that you know, okay, I'm walking into this as an investment. You know, I'm building a relationship, and uh, nothing will come of it maybe the first month, but, um, you know, it should be something that the artist has a little bit of control as well, and they can say, um, you know, this is what I'm looking for. And a publicist that is well-trained in the field should know if they're capable of doing that or not. So kind of putting your goals first and making sure that if I have three to five goals that those, at least most of them can be covered with a PR firm that I want to hire. I'd say do a lot of research. You know, there are so many, um, Sonic Biz is an amazing publication. Um, Well, it's a service, but they have an editorial side um, that offers, you know, 10 things to know about PR before diving into it and mm-hmm. they have all these things lined up that you can almost learn it before going into it um, mm-hmm. but a lot of artists don't take the time or they'll find a manager and that manager will say oh well I know someone that knows someone and we'll just connect you mm-hmm. it should be they should be interviewing me and mm-hmm. what I know okay who do you work with who do you know what did you do for this campaign I love that artist that was a cool campaign how did you piece that together because that's I don't mind sharing that. It's It was my work. I'm proud of it. Most publicists should have a contract. That's very important. If a publicist does not, um, I would question them a little bit because um, it should be in there that, you know, no results are really guaranteed. So, um, yeah, I would say that's the biggest thing. And um, I would say, too, if, if you're unsure of how to start, email publicists and say, I, this is what I'm thinking. I don't know if I'm there yet. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I have no problem jumping on the phone with people and saying, um, in fact, I did this a couple of years ago with an artist who was not ready and said, this is what I have. What do you think? And I was like, I think you need a year of development. And they did it. And then they came back and 
we worked with them for two years and they got signed to a label. So it's because they took their time and they knew the right questions. Question in the seat. If you would mm -hmm. like to, sure. <laughs> what about other things like uh, everything from NPR mm -hmm. to to YouTubers, like yeah. uh, that? Mm -hmm. You know, getting hooked up with them as well and viners and people like that yeah it's definitely like we represent a couple of youtubers and viners mm -hmm. that um have become famous through social media which is such a wild industry i not quite sure how that happens but um yeah it's, it's interesting um we'll get a couple of artists that want to partner with youtube stars just because that cross promotion that branding is so great for them mm -hmm. um for an act that wants to uh, become more developed, I think you're asking, through like a YouTube yeah, or an yeah. NPR. Um, it takes a certain style and brand. Not everyone can break it through YouTube. Nowadays, it's, I would say, the attention span is like 60 seconds at most. Well, with YouTube, I'm actually thinking specifically not about I'm mm -hmm. a band, I'm putting up a video. There's okay. that, and the other side uh -huh. is connecting me to other YouTubers who are successful to do like a cross-promotion yeah, thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we sometimes get artists that want to work with other YouTubers that are not in music. So they'll do like makeup tutorials or um, they'll have some viral videos that they're putting together and they want the music. Uh, it's sometimes mostly a manager's job um, if an artist comes to us or let's say a nonprofit that we work with because that's a great connection. Um, they'll say, okay, these are our social media influencers. We'll reach out to them and we'll try to find some sort of marketing angle and connection and um, you know, really whatever we can do to cross promote both sides. Mm -hmm. um, but it completely depends on. I understand. So in that case, yeah. it's up to the, the band and the manager to get the connection and make it happen. It's your yeah. your job to tell the story. Exactly. Hey, this happened. Exactly. Everybody know. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it completely depends because there are artists that want to be known as YouTube star. So we have to completely rebrand everything. And most of our pitching is based off of analytics. So we'll go through and say, okay, well, this is how many impressions, this is how many um, views they had in X amount of minutes. And for somebody that's on a social media platform that you have to push those, statistics are really the most important thing. Um, just because there are so many people out there. And um, like I'll get pitched people and they'll say, okay, well, they have 3.6 million impressions on this, this, and that. And this is how many they did in X amount of minutes. and. Uh, this is how long it took for this video to go viral and trending. It's, I understand that that can be a story, but I like to get to know the artist, and mm -hmm. you know, I want to know why they're a musician and what they're doing, because I don't think that there's enough stories out there. Um, I think it's now down to, well, this person had X amount of retweets, and this person had, um, you know, this amount of impressions, and it's great. I just. I don't that's know. not the story. That's just no. The it's just, it's just the numbers. Yeah, yeah I, I want to know the story. I want to know how how did you get to where you are? You're 18 years old, or you know, you're so young. Why are you doing what you're doing? What is your story, and what do you want to do? So, um, as a publicist, I hope that you know a lot of people want to think like that. But mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, some of the music business is all numbers and the game and advertising and stuff. So, trying to bring that back a little bit. I have a question as um, we are about helping the artists, but as well as helping ourselves in the music industry, mm -hmm. like I'm interested in PR as we were talking about before, yeah. how would you tell someone that wants to start their own mm -hmm. firm or how to get their own clientele, how would you tell them yeah. to go about Absolutely. this process? Um, so kind of what I was saying before is a funny story. 
So I actually started in music working in hip hop because that was the Miami thing to do. Mm -hmm. um, I started working at a firm. They were brand new. A couple of people came from a label, which I can't name, but they basically formed their own company. We came in, or I, I came in, uh, this is before Catalyst, and it was a full scam that I had no idea. Mm. They were uh, using drug money mm. to uh, put campaigns together. So some of the artists were in jail. I have no idea why I'd never met some of these artists. And we were putting out full albums for these artists that were in jail. Oh. I had no <laughs> idea. Um, and that was a good two years that I had no idea. But I learned everything that I needed to because I was working in a company that I could build whatever I wanted. They basically gave me full reign. You're gonna build the PR department. You're gonna work with all these other departments. You can do anything that you want. We'll pay you when we have money. I thought that they were not making any money, so I thought, okay, well, I'll stick it out for a little bit longer. And mm -hmm. um, So yeah, it was an interesting way of entering the music business, because mm -hmm. I had been doing PR for so many years before that. Um, and I thought, well, whatever, it's my rite of passage, and this is cool, so. Um, so as soon as I, I realized like this isn't ethical and I sat down with a couple of people that worked there and I was so clueless. They filled me in on everything and I said, cool, now I'm going to go start my own thing. Um, for somebody that wants to enter into the music business, intern first. Get the experience before jumping out and doing it yourself because um, I basically run two jobs. I run the business and then I have my own roster of clients and that is... Um, a nine to five, of basically running the company, managing all the publicists under me, and then after I do all my work from five oh one to one o'clock mm -hmm. in the morning. So it's it's two different jobs. I would say start off in the industry by working for people first. Um, I had that luxury for two years. It wasn't the most glamorous. It obviously didn't turn out the way that I wanted it to. But there are so many labels to work for. There are so many independent companies to work for, and and gain that experience before jumping into it because being a business owner is it's a lot of work and it's a lot of things I again I was not good at math so I had to you know learn how to do accounting I had to learn what you know taxes I had to file and how was I going to put people on salary and how am I going to pay for things and my bills mm -hmm. so it was a lot to learn and um, you know we're about to enter our uh, fourth year so you know that first year was what am I doing why did I do this my parents were like okay, well, we'll help you through this, but you know, you learn it on your own. So um, I would say for somebody looking to get into it, research is the first part. Research everything you can read, every, especially for PR. My students, oh, I was so mad at them last semester because I said, okay, what's your favorite publication? Uh, I don't, we don't really have time to read. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was baffled. <laughs> How do you not have, I mean, I obviously, you know, I subscribe to everything, but you have to read. You have to read your local newspaper. You have to watch the news. You have to be engaged and part of it. And especially if, if you're going to just use social media as your news source, follow every news outlet, local, regional, national, whatever, and start reading and seeing all the headlines and getting a feel of what people are talking about because if you're not clued in on you know what's happening you're missing out tremendously mm -hmm. so um, that's the first part if you want to get into PR research and get to know the industry before jumping into it because um, I sat in meetings with uh, my internships where they're like oh I don't know what to do with this client 
And that morning, I was forced to read all the newspapers, and I said, oh, well, this person did this and that person did that. Why don't we connect them and do this for this client? If I didn't do that, I never would have been a part of it. So doing the research first, knowing what you're talking about, um, I mean, part of PR is a little stalking-like. You have to like know everyone in the industry, and um, if I go to an event, I, I need to know everyone in the room for my clients. So you want to make sure you're well-equipped and you know what's happening. Um, whatever area of region you're in, hopefully there's something music-related. Um, if you want to get into PR, maybe start off with you know, a general PR opportunity and then move into the music business. But there are definitely ways, I think, like what you're doing starting off in college. I wish I had that. I wish I knew that I wanted to do music in college because not that it'd be further in my career, but um, you know, it'd be nice to have that education portion. So it's a lifestyle, it's not a job. It's mm -hmm. you enter it because that's what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, my whole world revolves around music, literally yeah. everything. So mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's fun. Well, after this interview, <laughs> Our whole world revolves around Jenna Pell. Oh, wow. Right. By the way, when I say Jenna Pell, it almost sounds like I you're, love you're it. French. Oh. Uh, well, the last name is, um, it means like to walk or something, walk right. across the street. Yeah, Appel is like on all the lights oh, yeah. and stuff. That's right. That is great. Mm -hmm. So one day, some listener will want to walk across the street with Jen. I love it. Isn't that great? <laughs> that's it. So that's Jenna Pell. I almost messed it up. Jenna Pell, CEO of the Catalyst Publicity Group. Thank you guys there we so go. much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and we you. want to thank Lisa Bremer for getting Jenna yes. Pell on. Yes. Thank you Lisa so much. Lisa Bremer asking good questions. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Lisa, thank you. very much. We want to thank Dr. Stephen Marconi for sitting here. Of course, here. my co-host. Who is I, Professor David Kirkfilk. Give me a high I five. Love it. I love there it. we thank go. You. You, why not a twofer? Why not? Yeah, we could do a twofer. You want to do a twofer? Yeah. There oh, we go. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, America? So at the end of every podcast, we do not say hello. We okay. do not say goodbye. Would you like okay. to know what we say? What do you say? We say, and you can sing it with me if you'd like. Okay. Adios! Adios! Then hold the S. <laughs> there we go.